0: good morning everybody and welcome to living astrology with janet hickox grab your cup of coffee or your tea sit back and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above this week this week is a quiet week ish quiet ish week as the theme for this particular week seems to really be centered around what's going on within us personally you know on an evolutionary scale where are we growing and evolving but on the inner planes, so when we are growing and evolving on the inner planes, it makes for a quieter outer world. Or sometimes the outer world begins to trigger us on the inner plane so that will grow in ways that we've been hesitant to do that before so while this week astrologically is not filled with a bunch of stuff it does, the stuff that it is filled with is really about the inner uh, evolution that we're going through. So we'll have some things to talk about with that. And good morning, everybody. So the chat seems to be working this morning without me actually saying good morning and waking it up. That's interesting, because remember last week, it didn't want to work. And uh, that's so funny. Okay, so There we go. Pauline Blenner, good day to you. Kathleen Mallory, good morning. And I'm sure Asa will be with us this morning. She's probably already out there. She is. She just said good morning to everybody. Good morning, Mimi. It's good to see everybody. Uh, J-Lo, hello to you too. Uh, Hopefully everybody had a great weekend. I had a blast this weekend doing (laughs) a dinner theater mystery, murder mystery. And it was not what I thought it would be. It was perhaps way more fun than I thought it would be. I don't know if I could ca- characterize it that way. Uh, it was um, it was definitely like playing clue, playing clue but in, in a real life situation and uh, matching wits with everybody in the room, not knowing if you were the one that was the murderer. Um, <laughs> I was not, thankfully. I was definitely not the murderer. Uh, but I was implicated. It was only because in my character, I was left-handed. That's right, left-handed uh, that I was not the murderer. So it turned out one of the clues was that the murderer was right-handed. So it was fun though. I, I think it, there are three versions of the game that you can play. So we can play that same murder in the theater uh, theme again. Uh, but my other daughter said she also has one that we can play. So I think it's a new Hickox households uh game that we're going to play on a frequent basis. <laughs> oh lord, games, they're so much fun. It's a reason to get together and it's a reason to have some fun. Uh okay, so today because we have a quietish week um and there isn't a whole lot of the astrology for us to talk about, I'm going to take us into a new a, a topic of um human design importance, and that is about the solar plexus. The solar plexus is the the center in our human design that is in a state of mutation, and the mutation is meant to be completed in 2027, but as any mutation occurs over time, we are already in the um, feeling of what is going on with our solar plexus, so I want to talk about that. Uh, And take that in the context of where we are in the human design year and sort of build or put together some of the pieces so that maybe you'll have a better understanding of what the flow is that we are engaged in at this moment in time. Uh, As well, we'll go through what the major uh, aspects are of the week and we'll talk a bit about the Pleiadian earth energy because we're also at a shift point there. And we'll talk about the moon. (laughs) That's really about all there is to talk about to start this week. Uh, So let's start with talking about where we are right this moment. Today, the moon is in Capricorn. It will go into the void at 4.53 p.m. my time, so 7... 53 for those of you on the east coast and it will be in the void until 11:42 p.m my time so just after uh 2 a.m 2:42 42 a.m for those of you on the east coast then the moon will move into the sign of aquarius well as you know we've already had a substantial amount of energy in aquarius since the beginning of or since the december eclipse or december solstice and up until this moment in time, where still we have Mercury, uh, Jupiter, and Saturn in the sign of Aquarius. And as well, we have Pallas Athena. No, she's actually just now moved into Pisces. So we just have the three um, planets in the sign of Aquarius right now. But remember, at one point, we had like six of them all sitting together in that one sign. And we've been then being urged to, to move through changes, to be innovative, to release ourselves from the past and from some of the uh, things in the past that we are holding on onto uh, fist and glove where we don't wanna release ourselves from some of the old energies. We've even seen it in our outer world through governments and through our reactions to things like the pandemic where the old was not sustaining us, where there was some significant flaws in the way that we have built our world, the way that we have built our institutions. And while Saturn and Pluto and Jupiter were all moving through Capricorn, we got to see those uh, flaws in living color (laughs) in, in the real world moments. And now as that energy has shifted along, we can look back with a little bit of a Uh, of an eye to the details of what it was that went wrong so that we can build a new creation or we can be innovative, finding innovative ways and solutions to move through the problems that we had. Well, while that's happening on a more global or collective uh, consciousness level, there's still that same process going on within us. Like what had we built in our own personal lives that was being exposed as unsustainable? Was it, feelings? Was it relationships? Was it financial? Was it health? Was it go on and on in your career? And then now, as we've moved through some of this Aquarius energy, what kind of creative solutions are there in order to move through into um, fixing those problems, but with innovative uh, and inventive new ways of being? So we're all kind of being pushed through into this new energy. Well, now today with the moon or tonight and tomorrow and starting for the next three days, the moon will be in the sign of Aquarius. And at that point, it's going to contact those planets that are in Aquarius. So we'll have more opportunities to take a look at uh, those Aquarian issues before we get to the new moon, which will be later in the week. And in the new moon then, because it's very creative energy, and imaginative energy, what can we put in place that maybe we couldn't imagine a couple of months ago, right? Could you imagine what your life might be a couple of months later after all of the chaos of 2020? And if you can, then it's about taking the initiative to make those changes, right? To really adopt an innovative way of thinking and of being brave and courageous enough to make those changes. So these are kind of the energies that we're building through this week, albeit on a more subtle level, meaning it's really on the inner planes where these changes have to occur first, and then the outer world begins to show that the the changes to us. So hopefully you're all following me with that. So today, as we move into the latter degrees of Capricorn, of course, the moon is going to come and sit on top of Pluto. But not before it it stirs up perhaps some opportunities with the sun and with neptune and as we're going to see later in the week the sun and neptune are going to come into a conjunction and so we have a lot of energy building up then for us to really look inside use our intuition make changes on the inner realm so that the outer realm can begin to model to us who it is that we really are so let me know in the chat. I think Asa's out there. Let her know if you have any questions about that or uh, if, wh- if you're noticing it in your own life. Are you noticing these things going on uh, in your own life? Uh, okay, Asa, thank you very much. Uh, I will maybe post a picture later. I, if you, I, I'm not big on posting personal stuff on Facebook anymore. And I'll tell you that that sprung out of the days when I was broadcasting live to Facebook and we had the trolls, remember the trolls that were coming in and just blasting out my my broadcast. Well, I received personal phone calls from some of those trolls. After that, I decided it isn't worth it to blast my personal life out there while I seemingly have, you know, this other public persona that's out there at the same time. So I I don't post much of my personal life out there on Facebook. You guys hear about it uh, in the morning here, uh, but that's different than people having access to my family members and to my phone numbers and things like that. So it scared me and I decided I'm not playing that game, right? I'm not playing that game. So, but I will post a picture for all of you. I'll post it on the community page where everybody can see how we we looked all dressed up in 1920s garb. Uh, Okay, so the sextile with the moon and Capricorn to the sun and Neptune is really preparing us through an easy transit to really pick and choose what are the greatest aspects of our personalities that we wanna carry forth. Now, it doesn't mean you don't wanna take everything of who you are with you. It means that you wanna be able to enhance those things that are working, those enhance those things that are uh, bringing you a healthy future. And you wanna minimize those things that aren't the aspects that you really wanna carry forth. But you don't want to completely ignore them because they will come back time to time to let you know where you are in, in the uh, being able to work through the problems or work through the challenges or the issues that are present. So definitely be aware, be watchful, know what it is that's on the inside that's tripping you up so that you can work through those changes. Um As the moon comes into a conjunction with Pluto, it immediately moves into the void, which means we're left with that uh, seven or eight hour moon conjunct Pluto, where there's very deep emotions that we might be feeling. There could be deep sadness, there could be deep joy, uh, but whatever it is, when the moon comes into that conjunction with Pluto, we are either eager and excited to move uh, forward in this case or we might be kind of sad and looking backwards and uh, over the losses of the previous year so whatever it is though let the emotions come up and let the emotions guide you and you're going to see as we end up talking about the solar plexus uh, in in our human design a little bit later here that it's an important part of what we're experiencing now on a collective level that, uh, we must go through, right, to prepare ourselves to become emotionally intelligent. Not that you're not intelligent. We're ta- We're not talking. <laughs> we're not talking about the mind. We're talking about the emotions and how uh, able we are to use our emotions appropriately versus the way we have been using them, which is sort of in reaction to things that are happening in our lives. All right, let's take a look at the bigger, wider week. Today, literally in the Pleiadian uh, calendar, we are at 13, catalyzing. Interesting combination of energies, I think, because first of all, catalyzing energy in the Mayan calendar was kawaiyak and it represented the thunderstorm or the electrical storm. So it kind of is that purifying energy of the storm. So a storm blowing through tends to clear out the air, washes the dirt off the leaves, you know, or the dust out of the air. And after a storm, we feel a little cleaner, if you will, or a little uh, lighter. So the energy of 13 is already about ascension. So we've come to the end of our 13-day week that began at one, remembering, which is about our getting back in touch with the truth of who we really are, remembering the truth that we knew when we were born, but over time through conditioning We forgot, right? We forgot who we are. We forgot what our true purpose was. We forgot everything about who we are collectively. And all of that process then is about remembering, or for these last 13 days, is trying to remember, bringing those things from the past uh, forward, uh, helping us to get in touch with our spirituality. Uh, with the truth of our spirit, right? So 13 brings us to the completion phase. It brings us inward. It brings us inward as 13 is the divine feminine number, the feminine number of the womb. And it is from the womb where we go inward that we can determine by listening, by intuiting what comes next, right? What are we meant to go toward? So, today 13 is about that ascension, going inward, getting uh, hearing what comes next. And catalyzing energy, of course, then is the spark that lights the fire or starts the, the flow so that we can move into that new direction and of course that new direction begins tomorrow when we get into one enlightening energy this is the alpha and omega energy and i love it when this happens this is what uh, always i always think of this energy in pisces because it's pisces the last sign of the zodiac but it has its impulse in the consciousness and in the subconsciousness. So it always reminds me that what goes around comes around, that there's always a time for a beginning and then a time for an end. And here we are on the crux of that same energy right now, where we are at one, which is tomorrow, where we're at the energy of one, a new beginning. But the sign of enlightening is the 20th day sign so it is the ending, it comes at the end of the line of days. So instead of having an a 13 enlightening, we have a one enlightening. So what are we waking up to, right? That's the question. What are we able to wake up to? So this whole next 13 day spiral of consciousness is gonna have that sort of overtone of waking up, right? Of a new beginning out of our awakening, to something more and literally this becomes an involution right so we've already had the the week with the sun at the gate 55 where we were experiencing the evolution the outer world changes now we come to the week where we're going inward where we could begin the involutionary process or we go to the next level of the involutionary process so one enlightening tomorrow then that leads us into wednesday sun conjunct uh neptune so uh, and you know literally that's already building up the sun right now today even would just be a couple of degrees out from that conjunction so we're already considering what's going on internally right what is our internal dialogue what's the temperature if you will going on within you And maybe you're feeling more tired or more fatigued. Maybe you're feeling a little depressed or melancholic. Um, And that's a call that it's setting the stage for you to go inward and look at what is going on inside. So the sun conjunct Neptune takes the full energy of our ego, our physical realm, matches it to our spiritual, our inner world and brings it together in a conjunction for us to make a new beginning in the next year's round of energy with the sun and neptune right the sun being sort of the we can we chart the sun we know the sun takes 365.25 days to go completely around and when we have that kind of predictability it sets up a pattern with the other planets when the sun conjuncts them does that make sense right? The sun comes into a conjunction with a planet, let's say Neptune, it starts a new series, a new path, a new a new year, if you will. And then as the year goes on, the sun will move through the sextile, through the square, through the trine, through the opposition to Neptune, then to the uh, closing square, then to the closing trine, and then, you know, so back to the conjunction. So Every year, then, when the sun conjuncts a planet, it has this sort of period of, uh, of connection that it makes with that planet. So we, we get to build upon that energy throughout the year. Well, when the sun conjuncts Neptune, we're building on our intuition, our instinct, our inner knowing, our ability to go inward and contemplate who we are, what are we doing, where do we go, how do I serve, um, how do I share more of myself? So the sun conjunct Neptune is the biggest news, I think, of the week in terms of really catalyzing, if you will, to use today's uh, Pleiadian earth energy, uh, a new beginning for us in being very connected, connection meaning um, connected with our hearts, our souls, our minds, and our emotions. On Thursday, the biggest change is in the human design, where Jupiter moves into the gate 49, where it will be until April 7th. On Friday, Mercury finally, Friday to Saturday, so we're kind of cusping this one over two days because of the time, the difference in the time zones. Friday, Mercury leaves the shadow zone, hallelujah, and we are in new Mercury energy as it moves into uh, the last degrees of Aquarius and prepares for his move into the sign of Pisces. And then of course, Saturday, the new moon at 23 degrees of Pisces and the new human design week also begins that very same day uh, with the earth and sun in some very prominent gates. Uh, gates of exploration and impact, the potential for love or war, uh, for feeling good or not so good, for intimacy or not intimacy. Uh, so it'll be an interesting ending to the week. And on Sunday, Venus conjuncts Neptune. So you see that there's this theme, right? We have the sun conjunct Neptune, then we have the new moon going into uh, to Saturday with uh in Neptune's territory in fact I think that's 23 degrees Pisces is where the new moon is and and Neptune the ruler of Pisces in Pisces at like 22 21 20 degrees something like that oh I can look right here uh he is at uh 20 degrees 33 minutes of Pisces so there's a conjunction of Pisces I mean of uh Neptune, the sun, and the moon with the new moon. Of course, we'll look at that more closely on Friday during uh, the broadcast. So the moon this week moves through Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces, where the new moon will be. And at the end of the weekend, we'll move into the sign of Aries. So we have the new beginning of Aries energy. Okay questions asa is anybody out there asking questions i'm going to go check in real quick with everybody over there Woo! hello everybody um corey people could be so ridiculous sometimes i know and we did try to block them all jlo it was a mess it was an absolute mess pauline blenner yes goddess asa thanks to welcome back missed you all we've been thinking about you so much pauline we are really glad to have you back Jules de good morning, everybody. Irene, hello from Sweden. It's nice to have you with us as well. Um, Okay, so I don't see any questions there. Asa, you can certainly text me, but right now I want to do a couple of things. First of all, I want (laughs) to, I should probably do it correctly. (laughs) I want to share my screen. So I want to go back to this idea of what's going on in our, our human design. And this is the the graphic I showed you, I believe on Friday about what was happening as we come into this week with the sun moving into the gate 22 and the earth moving into the gate 47, which by the way, the 22 sits right here on the emotional center and the gate 47 uh, is right here. You can't see it. The D is right over the top of it here. Uh, It sits on the Ajna. So I want you to recall that last week, the uh, the earth was sitting at the gate 64. Was it the earth or the sun? Probably make sure I have the right information. It was the, yeah, it was the earth. Ha! The earth was sitting at the gate 64, which can sometimes trigger a, a need for us to clear out confusion. Like there's this part of us that really wants to figure things out. The more you try to figure things out, the harder or more uh, harder it is to figure it out and the more elusive answers become. Well, then that's followed by this week's energy of the earth at gate 47, where it is that epiphanies and revelations happen, right? Where last week, things might've been unclear this week. Maybe they're in the process of clearing up. But it occurred to me over the weekend that as we're moving into this week, we're sitting with the sun at the gate 22, which is about having the courage to follow your passions by staying aligned emotionally. But it is also the gate of involution in human design, meaning the inner shift, the inner evolution, if you will, involution for humankind. So the sun sitting at this gate is also reminding us that we are shifting in the inner planes. This is very important because then I realized that what's been happening through the whole of this new year so far is the energies of emotion being triggered one after the other. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, I want to now go to a different graphic here. Did you guys see the graphic change to Jupiter into gate 49? Let me know quickly, Asa, if you can, once you catch up here. Uh, Because this week we also have a change going on with the planet Jupiter. Those of you who have been in the free course Astrology of 2020, I mean, uh, Human Design 2021, um, you've already probably seen this aspect of Jupiter changing. And look at the name of the gate that Jupiter moves into. So we've started this week with 13 catalyzing and then Jupiter comes into the gate of the catalyst. So the gate is on the solar plexus. Um, so let me check real quick, Jupiter. Okay, JLo, were you seeing, or anybody out there, were you seeing, no, are you seeing the change in the gate or into the graphic? Let me stop sharing because since it's lagging for whatever reason, I'll reshare with the correct graphic. There we go, it did not change. Good, thank you, Asa. So now it's changed. Now you're seeing Jupiter into the gate 49, the catalyst, which is also on the emotional center. So we have the chemistry now. The chemistry in this gate, it's about the chemistry that is required to make that change, uh, to make it, um, to, to make our evolution or our involution on a chemical basis or on a DNA level, ready to evolve and to change. You're still not seeing a change. You should be seeing the change now because I am sharing this. It's probably lagging. Um, Yeah, you're seeing it. Okay, good. Um, Aligning ourselves now with the higher uh, values of consciousness and integrity. This is a big shift because the 49 is a gate of revolution in traditional, in a traditional, okay, thank you. In traditional human design, it was the gate of revolution. In the quantum human design, now it is about being a catalyst, energizing something to change. So it's about, though, waiting for clarity because it's on the human design solar plexus, which is making decisions with clarity over time. So we're not jumping into something or leaping into something or leaping out of something or jumping out of something. We are holding space, awaiting clarity. And when we have clarity, then we can take action. And we're going to look again a little deeper at this in just a moment. And then again, here in this gate, we get another little theme about not compromising our values just to uphold old agreements, right? We, We have many old agreements that we've made throughout history, throughout time, and upholding old agreements is not what is um, called for at this point, right? We have to look at those agreements and it could be a green soul agreements, right? It could be agreements that we like vows that we've made in previous lifetimes, vows of, of poverty or, uh, you know, what, who knows vows of any kind that we've made or rules or um, behaviors even that we've always adhered to that as an agreement, maybe a society we agreed and then. Uh, Now the time is for change, right? Catalyzing change. Jupiter, remember, is a planet of growth and expansion and gaining wisdom. And so this sets the stage for us, at least for the next month, from March 11th to April 7th, to catalyze, to use the chemistry of of catalyzing to change something in our lives and uh, to move forward, right? That's the whole idea. Uh, all right, now I'm going to stop sharing this because it apparently I have to stop sharing before I can share. Now I want to take a look at, yeah, hold on, did I share it? No, because I was trying to figure out what I wanted to share, and this is the one I want to share. Oh my God, stop it. There we go. <sighs> All right, now what you're seeing is our human design chart off to the left. And over here, what I've highlighted is the solar plexus. Now, what I want to point out to you is that as we've been moving into our human design year, we immediately run into the energies of the solar plexus being highlighted. And there's a specific reason for all of this to happen. So we are in the first quarter of the year, both from a financial standpoint with the, the way the financial year runs, the way the calendar year runs starts in January. So January, February, March is quarter one. But from a human design point of view, we moved into the first quarter right around the time that this, the uh, sun moved into the gate 13, which was February 7th, Feb 2nd, I mean. So we start the human design year, which was on January 22nd at the gate 41. So the 41 is the gate of imagination. It is the gate of looking at the fantastical, right? What if we could create anything, what would we create? And then it moves out of that gate immediately out of this gate 41 and up to the gate 13, which I'm sorry, I cut that off. I couldn't, I was trying to do this real real quick before I started this morning. Here's the gate 13, which is on the identity center. So we move from, uh, no, I'm sorry. Hold on, back, back, back. We moved from the gate 41 of imagination and the ability to have um, fantasy that we want to bring to life. And then we move to the gate 19 and we're ending the previous year and entering into the, the, the new quarter. So, there's sort of a mismatch, you know, timing wise as to what's happening. So, 41, while it starts the new human design year, is at the end of the fourth quarter of the year previous. So, we have a beginning and ending, an alpha and omega right here, where we are beginning the year, but we're also ending a quarter. And then we jump to the gate 19. And the gate 19, remember, was a gate of attunement. And the gate of attunement is about our tuning in to listen to the whispers of the universe telling us what direction to go, what, what should we move into, what should we release, and what direction uh, is sort of the world or the, the, the whole of the universe moving into. So we have that time. Uh, Also at the end of the quarter, but the beginning of the human design new year, where we can be tapped in listening to what the voices are that are whispering to us. Then in February, we get to the gate 13. And now the gate 13 up here on the identity center, which is the center for love and direction sets us up to be listening to the inner voice that we had and then beginning to take the steps the gate 13 is really the initiating gate for the first quarter of the year which is about seeding possibility so in the gate 13 what we have is writing a new story a narrative what is the narrative we've been telling of 2020 Right, It was chaotic, it was turbulent, it was filled with virus, death, destruction, uh, polarization, division. I mean, we could go on about what we had been experiencing in the year 2020 in, in writing that into our narrative, but it's being suggested to us sort of gently here at the beginning at least, that we need to write this, we need to plant the seeds of the new story of what's possible right? What's possible? And we were writing that story by listening deeply to what was in the air or in the frequency of possibility. All right. If I've confused you, let Asa know so that I can clear something up. Because directly from the gate 13 at 2-2, we jump into moving through every gate of the solar plexus after that. So what we see is that the first Center that we have to contend with in order to plant the seeds of possibility is we have to shift the emotions right? We're not moving to the sacral where it's doing, doing, doing. We move immediately into the gates of the solar plexus where we can alter our emotional connections, where the the regulation of the emotional frequency is what is required first in order to get through the year. Asa, let's see. I saw that, but what was it? Because I have to have my face here. Uh, interesting. She has gate 49. Okay. Perfect. So j we'll talk about that in a minute. So immediately then we move into the gates of the solar plexus. So on February 7th, the sun was here at the gate 49, the catalyst. So the catalyst here was really the energetic change, the chemistry change in our DNA in our inner selves, in, in you know chemistry, when you think of chemistry, we can see the results of chemistry, right? We can see that you know if you combine hydrogen and oxygen, you get water, but we can't really see necessarily without a microscope, those um, elements, those atoms that come together to create these things. So this is happening on a, a chemical level, a chemistry level in your very fabric of who you are, which is your DNA and the change here is about catalyzing seeding the possibilities but first through emotional realignment right so we're regulating the emotional frequency this first quarter of the year as we're seeding possibilities and the undercurrent theme or the undercurrent theme is about initiating those possibilities by shifting our emotional frequency all right so then Uh, The next week, we go from the catalyst energy here, the change in the very fabric of our DNA, which we don't see, but we can might feel on some energetic level. We move into the gate 50 or into the gate 30 over here. The sun jumps from 49 to 30, where we then have to work with our desires. We have to understand the energy, the nature of the emotions of desire. What we want, our intentions, you could call them. What is it we want to manifest in our lives? So the gate 30, we learned um, at that time, is about holding our uh, desires lightly, right? Know what you want, but don't try to figure it out. This isn't in the Ajna, right? This isn't in the uh, head at all. This is down here in the emotions. What feels good? What feels correct, what feels true, all of that is the uh, is what we were considering uh, at the time, February 13th, when the sun began to move into the gate 30. Then the next week, it moved to the gate 55. So on February 19th, we then had the energy of 55 correcting our emotional alignment with spirit. This is the gate of faith. This is where we had to have trust and surrender to the idea that it's Source or God or universal mind that is the source of how we get to where we want to be, which is prosperous, abundant, etc. And so the Gate 55 told us have faith, align your emotional frequency now to the energy of faith. And get out of the head where you're trying to figure out everything that you need to do in order to be more prosperous or to be more happy or to be more in love or whatever it was that you thought you needed to figure out. The universe is hearing your desire that you're holding lightly and then having faith that the right things will come your way. That was the gate 55. From the 55 then, we then move to the gate 37 so this was uh february 24th and here the gate 37 is called the gate of peace and it is the receiver of some of the energies of community that come out of the path of service that the the ego or will center or heart center brings out into uh, the solar plexus. So here's where we bring peace and where we bring friendship and where we connect on a loving basis with those in our outer world. From there, we jump and we won't be able to see it. I have to move over here where we jump. This says 65, it's really 63. We jump over here to the gate 63. I think I pulled up the old graphic, uh, Asa, either that or we both missed the fact that this is supposed to be 63, not 65. And when we move, maybe that is a three. No, it's a five. So when we jumped out of the solar plexus, we momentarily, for a week, we jump over to the gate 63. And I I know there's a reason for this jump. Remember, we're in the seeding of possibilities, right? Those possibilities come about with curiosity. And in this particular head center, uh, in this particular gate, doubt lives, right? And we can start to doubt. If we weren't able to connect with faith, if we weren't bringing ourselves to peace, then likely when we jumped into the gate 63, With the sun, you were faced with all of the doubts that you have, right? I doubt um, that I could do that. I don't have the skills to be able to do that. There isn't enough, there aren't, you know, opportunities right now for me to write, to meet the right person. There aren't opportunities for me to, uh, you know, share my work correctly. So doubt, right? But in this gate, the part of the seeding of this is about curiosity and following what is showing up in your outer world because i can tear, i can tell you it isn't blank there's no blank out there right? It could be that you're not seeing it or you haven't connected to it. But if you step back and become the objective observer of your own personal life, you might be able to see where the energy seems to be flowing. And maybe it's flowing into you being just open and doing nothing at the moment. And that's what you're interpreting as no opportunities. But There are always opportunities out here. So moving out of doubt and into the stream of curiosity. And that was how we began the month of March, right? Three, two, we were in the gates. In fact, we're still there until tomorrow. So right now we are clearing out the doubts and we are using curiosity to clear that doubt, to be open to what more is possible, right? Remember, quarter of possibilities. All right. From the gate 63, we move back to the solar plexus and tomorrow we begin the energy at the gate 22, which is this gate now of the involution, right? So we're moving inward to change what's going on from an emotional standpoint. What's changing in here is going to be reflected to us in the outer world in the coming days, weeks and months. So what we change now is very affective, right? It's going to change that outer world. So we greet this energy with openness in the traditional human design, this whole channel, this leads up to gate 12. So if you look here, here's 22, it moves up to the gate 12. It was called the channel of openness. And in that openness, we were waiting for the correct signal to come up from within so that we could trust that to move to the throat to then be communicated. So we begin the process here when we're changing on the inner world of bringing that change, that new us, those possibilities up to the throat center to be manifested. And then we move to the gate 36 next week or later in this week, 313 to the gate 36, which then is, so if this is the inner evolution, this is the outer exploration Right. So we end up closing out the 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 um, the movement through this particular energy up to the gate 35 at the top here in the throat again, which is right now where our north node is sitting. Right so we have we have exploration coming that's going to again move it to the throat where we can connect more fully with each of our personal life purposes or destinies. But again this is about you being tapped in to this understanding that you've got to move into this particular energy. And I just realized something. Hold please for a moment. Did I miss the gate 6? So the sun isn't going to make it to the gate six. Wow, when does the sun make it to the gate six? Am I missing it? Oh, interesting. It doesn't make it to the gate six until the closing of September, uh, just as we wake up to the fourth quarter. That in a way makes sense because the gate six is a gate of impact. Right. It's kind of the uh, culmination of everything that we've learned, all the frequency shifts that we've made, and it brings that all into uh, intention setting, into creation. And that the harvest, right? That'll be just the closing week before we go into the harvest, the fourth quarter. And uh, interesting, right? So we won't get to this gate until later but the rest of these gates will all have been affected during the first quarter of the year. Now, once we move from the expression of the gate 36 here, the last of the emotional energy that the sun will focus on in this seeding time of the year, then we move into the gates of love. And it's an interesting jump because right then we are going into the spring equinox or the autumn equinox if you're down under. And that brings us to, again, the emotional or the uh, identity center, who we are. And it will be with the sun at the gate 25, the gate of the love of spirit, and the earth at the gate uh, 46, which is the love of being in the physical. So what we have then is, remember the number eight, right, that we talk about where it's our heart-to-heart connection, but it's also our connection from spirit to human, right, to body. So it's our body-spirit interface. And that interface is you, right, right here in the physical being. So it brings love energy into focus. And then, then the real fun begins is then the sun begins to move into some red flag energies or red flag gates we call the red flag gates we call them red flag gates because they they tend to trigger um issues within us right they trigger us to uh, try to make changes or to not make changes or triggers fear or shadow energies and the first red flag gate that it will jump into then is the gate 17, which is called the gate of opinions in the traditional human design, but the gate of anticipation in quantum human design. And so what we'll have is the energy then triggering us to find truth, right? To look for facts to, rather than opinions, to really resonate and anticipate that there is a truth coming but not that we can share until we actually have evidence of it, right? This, is, this was a gate that the um, energies from last year were really triggering that false news sort of uh, field of energy that we were experiencing. False news, right? Where everybody had an opinion, but where were the facts? Where What backed up everybody's opinions? And you have, you know, a thousand news sites out there, all perpetuating some kind of thing that they're telling, dealing to you as a truth, but is it? right? That was a question. So the sun will then begin to move through these red flag gates, having us question our truths. What is truth versus what is fact? Or what is fact? What is truth versus what is fiction? What is opinion? And at the same time that the sun begins to move into these red flag gates, because it jumps from this one to the gate of control after that, the earth will be then moving through every one of the spleen gates remember in october november end of september october and november early november we have the earth or the sun moving through all of these gates of the spleen and now at the end of march and through april and i believe the first week of may we have the earth moving through every one of the gates on the spleen and if you're going to, so if you, so let's make sense of this. So at the beginning, we have imagination, we have creative energy that's wanting to bust out. It runs into immediately, uh, what is it that's happening? What is that? What's, if I can, if I could peer into the invisible realm, what is it that I could choose out of that invisible realm that is what the theme would be for 2021. What's What am I hearing whispered to me from the unseen realm? From there, then it moves into, now I have to change my story, right? We have a story from 2020. We need to change that story. Then we move through emotionally aligning our frequency, right? The frequency of the emotional center needing to be recalibrated, you know, kind of a, a process of that recalibration going on, rising the raising the frequency, but also trying to keep that frequency in a more neutral state rather than high highs and low lows. We're trying to keep it sort of in equanimity, if you will. And then we immediately move into the trigger points of the chart where control is triggered, where opinions trigger feelings that are... Uh, you know, or truths where we have to question the truths and then the earth spending time here in the fear. Why? Because we have to shift out some of the more negative energies. We've got to discover where it is we're still holding on to the past, where it is that we're still holding on to fear. And we have to take the steps then to be able to move through that. So the earth is always presenting us, by the way, with the energy that needs to be grounded in that we have to move through in order to get to the possibility of the high side of the sun. So if the high side of the sun is truth, then we have to go through some of the fears that we have here, right? If the high side of uh, the gate 21 of control is really about uh, highest self in service, service to the whole, then we have to also move through some of the fear energies, then that will take us through to the end of the first quarter of the year. Then we move into the next quarter, which is about, uh, the, 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 the template, let's say, cause I, I know it's called the template that second quarter, but to set the foundation for growth, right. To be able to really tend and grow and nurture and, um, that is a whole different quarter that we'll look at as we get closer to that quarter. So questions, comments, let me stop sharing my screen for a moment. Let's go back over here. Um, How does that work if Mars is at 37? So, you know, how do I wanna say this? So yes, it's important for you to look at your chart and understand how this chart may be changing you. So, but I don't want you getting caught up in the, oh my gods of it, JLo, because that just makes it like, oh oh my God, I'm not gonna ever be at peace because the gate 37 is the gate of peace. And if i am got Mars there, that is conflict and confrontation. Um, how do I get to peace, right? I think that's kind of the feeling that you might be, be coming up with. And I don't want you to look at it that way. I want you to be able to look at this in a way that, Mars is a planet that in human design takes us through maturing, right? The process of our youthful way of being versus our adult, a mature adult way of being. So likely as a child, you know, there was a lot of chaos or a lot of questioning that might have upset the peace for you. But then you learn over time, and maybe you were even a, a you know, maybe you even created some chaos and some despair unpeace in your, in your world. But then as you get older, you begin to become wiser and you begin to value peace and you become more uh, like, would I rather be right? Or would I be rather be at peace? So you start to, to reduce the number of battles or conflicts that you get involved with. So a part of your process during this period of time might be to look at the inner battles that you're fighting And how you might be able to release yourself from those inner battles to uh, be at peace, right? To find more peace. And doing that is possibly related in your your chart to that gate 17, you know, where you really want to share what you know, uh, but maybe what you know is still in the realm of opinion, and waiting for those invitations to be able to share what you know, so that you can still be at peace. Does that make sense? Hmm. All right. Any other questions out there on this? That was a good question. Uh, I just don't get caught up in all of that. Don't get, you know, wigged out because a lot of you have defined emotional centers. A lot of you do because 50% of the population has a defined emotional center. And For you all with the defined emotional center, you've been broadcasting emotion all this time. So you're the ones that need to really look at and calibrate whether you are in reaction or are you responding, right? So reaction would be an emotional, that that sends that emotional energy rising, right? It just jumps up that whole... Uh, energetic wave or that frequency, where instead, if you just let that rise and, you know, kind of fill in and see what it is that you're actually feeling before you react, right? Breathing in and then choosing how you want to respond. So if you are someone out there with the um, open emotional center, now these places in your chart are being triggered, Right, So if some of you might have gates that are hanging on your emotional center, so some of it won't be necessarily new for you, but it may cause you to have to look at what am I reacting to? And then uh, some of you then, some of these connections that might be made later with the gates connecting to the emotional center may create a new pathway for you to understand how you've been absorbing emotional energy instead of just letting it flow through you where you've been um, in reaction to other people's emotions and not really generating your own emotional response. It's a tricky one, right? It's tricky. Uh, Asa, thank you for typing that in. If you're enjoying the show, please hit that thumbs up button and share the video with others. If you haven't yet subscribed, please hit the subscribe. You might not see it right now, but it's definitely underneath the video when we're done here and um, share this with your friends, family, networks. Um, let's keep this energy going. Um, okay, JLo, I just hung up on the phone or go into my room and ignore them. <laughs> um, whatever it is that you need to do to keep yourself in check, right? That's, you know, you can't blame others for triggering you because you've put them in your place you've put them in your path excuse me so there's a part of you that that had to learn something about that interaction with whatever it is that the person brought up to you all right so jlo says i was the peacemaker in the family see it from the outside with my kids now sheesh they've been dropping the bombs on me so you must have an open emotional center was that right jlo and if you have that open emotional center what you're often trying to do is placate and keep the energy down so that you don't have to feel those extremes of uh, emotional energies. But instead, if you just allow that to flow through you without trying to make it better for everyone or make it peaceful or um, change that energy, just let it flow through you, then it informs you of what the energy dynamic is And then you can calibrate your own field to that energy, but you are not responsible for making everybody else happy or uh, making everybody else feel better about what's chaotic or what's at, um, uh, you know, making the energy feel more peaceful. That is not your job. You need to be more peaceful, definitely. Um, So... All right, hopefully that's helpful to everybody. Um, Let's see, is there anything else that I needed to go through today? I think we're all good. Just remembering that today is that day to go internal. This is the 13, where you get to go in, you move inward, you listen for the words of spirit to tell you what comes next. And then tomorrow we have the energy of one enlightening. Love it, love it. All right, that is it for me today. I will see you all on Friday. We'll take a look at the the new moon and dive into that a little bit deeper. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Thanks so much for joining me. And until Friday, see you later.